Well, good morning, everybody, and everybody say amen. amen. So good to have everybody this morning with us uh, at Grace Summit Church, whether you're in person, uh, online, or still in the foyer. Can I have an amen? Uh, uh, we, we love everybody. So if you will stand up with me this morning, uh, we uh, are just glad you're here. Uh, I thank God the sanctuary is cool, that uh, Jesus is good, uh, that hell is hot. Uh, I'm thankful that hell is hot because... Uh, it's so bad, I don't want to go. Can I have an amen? I mean, I, I, so I, I don't want to go there. And I thank God for it. Hey, turn a look at somebody and just welcome them here. If you need to uh, turn around or step around or whatever, feel free to step out. Greet them. If you're at home by yourself, we love you. We bless you. If you would, if you are visiting with us on, uh, online, and we thank you for it, uh, please go to Info at Grace Summit Church and let us know you're with us. Amen. So Father, in Jesus' name, we bow our heads and we thank you, Father, for your grace, your goodness, your, your power, and your mercy, which has been extended to us through Jesus Christ. And Father, today, we come to worship you and to thank you in the beauty of holiness, to lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting, and to proclaim that Jesus is Lord over our lives. Jesus is Lord over our families. Jesus is Lord over our country, over our state, over our city, and over all those that we come in contact with, Father. We want to proclaim that Jesus is Lord so that they can accept him as their Savior. And everybody say amen. And Father, we thank you right now for your life in us and that we are more than conquerors through him who conquered Satan. In Jesus' name, we give you this service, Father, and we ask you to come and meet us here and to change us from glory to glory. Do not let us leave the same people that we are today. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'm trying to make sure, I'm gonna be transparent. I'm trying to make sure this is gonna work in Jesus' name. There we go, in Jesus' name. So I'm gonna ask y'all this morning, let's do this. Wandering into the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this vagabond. I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. Slowly drifting, this vagabond. Let's sing this out, and just when I just when I ran out of the road, I met a man I didn't know, and he told me that I was not alone. Oh, picked me up, turned me around, he placed my feet on the solid ground. I think the master, I think the savior, because you healed my heart, saved my name. Savior, I thank God. Let's sing this next. I cannot deny. In Jesus' name. Like ashes in the wind. Let's sing this so, so. So long to my old friends. Burden and bitterness, you can just keep them moving. You ain't welcome here, let's sing this from now till I 
this morning. It's not just another Sunday. It's not just another service. It's not just another time to sing some songs that we know, Father God. It's an encounter with you. It's an interaction with you. It's a response to you, Father God. Whatever you would call us to do, however you would prompt us, however you're going to teach us this morning, Father God, we thank you and we wait with you and we listen for you and we're open to whatever you would do in Jesus' name. We thank you for the miracles that are being done. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind cause I know there is peace within 
new present I speak Jesus And I just want to speak the name of Jesus Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Yes, we do this morning Your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life Break every stronghold Shine through the shadows Burn like a fire we will free you and I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus your Your name is healing, your name is life, break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire, let's sing that out, your name is power, your name is healing, your shadows burn like a fire let's sing this shout Jesus everywhere Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness over every enemy Jesus for my family I speak the holy name of Jesus, let's sing that together in unison with our hearts. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire let's sing shout Jesus shout Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness over every enemy Jesus for my family I speak the holy name of Jesus.
stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire burn like a fire praise offering this morning if you would David said I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord David said he was glad to be the door opener of the house of the Lord so we are glad to be here we're glad you're with us this morning we're going to um, worship the Lord with our tithes and offerings this morning if you're here um, and you're in the sanctuary, you can look for an envelope and back one of the chairs in front of you. And if you're watching online, they're going to show you some different ways that you can participate in your giving also this morning. So they're going to bring those on your screen. I want to read to you out of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting at verse 6 through 8. And it says this, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposes 
in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Notice that all grace, not some grace, all grace. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Will you pray with me now? Father, we just thank you for the time to come into your house and worship you. We thank you that we can worship you with the bringing of our tithes and offerings, Lord. We thank you for what you've done for us and for what you've given us, Lord. We thank you most of all for the precious blood the precious blood of Jesus, Lord. It's all always been about you and it's always all been about your blood and we thank you for that precious blood that washes every stain of sin and we thank you for that this morning. And Father, we just want to give to you cheerfully now. We want to bring our tithes and offerings to you as we worship you in our giving and it's in Christ's name we pray, amen. And you may bring your tithes and offerings down now and lay them in the baskets, thank you. Try as we do, so we'll sing with a thousand hearts. 
magnify your name. You alone deserve the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord Jesus, this song is forever yours. A thousand hallelujahs and a thousand more. And more, all the praise we can have, Lord, it's yours. Praise to the Lord, to the Lamb, to the King of Heaven. Let's sing this one more time together. With a thousand hallelujahs, we magnify your name. You alone deserve the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord Jesus, this song is forever yours. 
A thousand hallelujahs and a thousand more in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus, I will thank you. Yes, he 
is and he's worthy of all praise and my heart will sing how great is our God oh, oh how great is our God sing with me how Everybody say amen. amen. Glory to God. Just lift your hands up for a moment right now. We thank you, Father. We just praise you, Father. We say that your name is above every name. Your name is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you right now that sickness and disease, Father, more importantly, right now in our nation, demonic spirits bow the knee. Spirits of destruction, spirits of rebellion, spirits of, of anarchy, spirits that would desire to destroy young lives. Bows in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Glory to God. Father, we, we pray right now, Father, for all, um, all, all those in authority. We, we, we pray for Father, especially for those all in school, going back to school. Uh, we, we pray, Father, for all those teachers, all those people. We thank you, Father, right now for pouring out your hand a blessing upon them uh, giving them eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to know what you what you can do what you can do in their lives and father we know that without you there is no hope for anyone Amen. not not us as a people not us as a church not us as individuals not us as a nation but father we we ask and we 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 um, we beseech you father for your great mercy to be poured out upon the schools in our land upon the, the families of our land, that, Father, your anointing would flow forth like rivers from heaven. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. 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 I, before you sit, uh, I'm going to... I didn't bring that up. Hold on. I, um, give me a... There's a card right there on my chair. You can be seated. I... Um, 
if, if you can put that slide up. Thank you, sweetie, so much. Somewhere around you, there should be a card that says, oh, keep, keep the music going. I like the music feel, amen. Um, it says, pray for your local schools. And uh, a couple months back, me and Pastor Lisa, we were having lunch and we were talking about how crazy schools are today. Um, um, how bad it is for teens. If you don't have one, raise your hand. Henry will get you one. And I want to make sure everybody gets one. Um, you're going to see this a lot. Uh, this uh, is, uh, so anyway, me and Lisa were talking, having lunch. And we were talking about just how it seemed like schools have gone to hell in a handbasket. Just to put it plunt, bluntly, uh, I mean, just uh, there's anarchy, it seems. There's a lack of discipline. Uh, definitely lack of parental involvement. Uh, and that's from me speaking to somebody who uh, is related to an educator. And so we were just talking about that. And that day, a pastor friend of mine called and said he had this in his heart and said, would I be a part and would I want to be a part? And I said, well, of course we want to be a part. And so um, a number of churches uh, in Henry County have put together, and it's called uh, Pray for Schools. And if you want to go to a website, prayforschools.org. Now, we as a church did not have a second Saturday prayer this month. And because of August being a, a summer month, we're not going to do it in August, but we are doing what I'm gonna call whatever this is. What's this, the fourth Saturday or fifth Saturday or what is this, the 29th, the fourth Saturday? We're gonna call this fourth Saturday morning prayer. Can I have an amen? So this is July 29th at 2023. Now as a church, I signed this up for Union Grove Middle. Not Union Grove, Locust Grove Middle. And the reason I felt led for that is because Sarah Beth transferred to Locust Grove Middle. Can I have an amen? I have a prejudiced desire. So I know that's a little bit further for the, than some. But I, I, I can't say this enough. I want everybody in this church to be at one of the Henry County schools at 9 a.m. on that Saturday morning, the 29th, praying for one of the schools. You can go to prayerforschools.org and you can sign up. It's got a place where you can fill out a little form. If you, if you can't go to Locust Grove Middle, go to Union Grove Middle. Go to Woodland. Go to Eagles Landing. Go to... Timbuktu's middle school, whatever it is, but go to one of the Henry County middle schools. Uh, they also have on this uh, all the private schools too uh, because they need prayer too. Who in here knows the Christian schools need Jesus as much as the secular schools? Amen, we all need Jesus. So I, I wanna encourage us, everybody say, I will sign up, I will pray on the 29th. And so it's gonna be a big day. Um, um, I think most of the schools have already been picked and stuff because everybody agrees something has to change and somebody says well I don't know if prayer is going to change it well then you might need to stay home can I have an amen okay we you know but but y'all you need to be affected because this actually I love this little artwork they gave us one prayer can change everything now I remember hearing a minister say back in the 80s one word from the Lord can change your life forever and that is so true it only takes one rhema word to just explode your world it only takes one prayer to change everything. And my prayer and belief is, is on the 29th, prayers made, and Henry County makes a huge change in education. Can I have an amen? Uh, we, we, who in here knows that we gotta love kids? If we don't, we are gonna all die. Molly's always reminded me that she's the one, her and Sarah Beth and Luke are the one who picks the home me and Lisa goes into. And she's always told Lisa that she's gonna be in a home with attractive looking male nurses and I'm gonna be in a home with ugly looking male nurses. Can I have an amen? And uh, who in here knows Molly ain't picking nothing, amen, okay. But we have to take care of that next generation. Uh, the Bible says that 
if you will, this is my phrase, that, that God has given them as an inheritance, as a heritage. But a pastor friend looked at me one time talking about kids and he told this story and my kids know this. Sarah Beth could probably quote this. But God gave them to me. He did not give me to them. God gave children to us to steward, to have a heritage as an inheritance. And we're called to steward that. And so uh, you'd say, well, I ain't got kids in school. You're still a steward. Uh, you might not be the king, but you're still a steward. And as a steward, you have to pray, intercede, stand in the gap, uh, speak up. You know, I, I thank God for some of the people who have spoken into my life who weren't my parents. Can I have an amen? I mean, so some of them were just great, great godly figures. So um, anyway, so G July 29th, 9 a.m., everybody say, I'll be there. Amen. Praise God. If you will, um, open your Bibles to Mark chapter 4. I'm just going to, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 4. And I'm just going to pray for us as we get ready to get in the Word of God and have a good day. And everybody say amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you today that your Word is eternal. Your Word is everlasting. Your, Lord, your Word um, is the bread of life. And Father, we ask you today for your life and faith to be imparted to us that with seeing eyes and hearing ears, we would see and hear um, what you would speak to us today, individually and corporately, and that in Jesus' name, Father, your word will manifest in our life 30, 60, and 100 fold. It will be received in good ground. And we thank you, Father, right now that every eye, uh, every mind is alert, every heart is receptive, and we are receiving from you today in Jesus name and everybody says amen, amen. Matthew chapter 4 verse uh, 1 if you have your Bible take a moment if not you can look on the screen if you've got your device I don't know how uh, that's one thing I don't like about a device you, you, you can't mark it the way you can a, a Bible and um, I, I can't give that up then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil verse 2 when he had fasted 40 nights and 40 days, or 40 days, 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. And he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, and he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. And everybody say amen. amen. Now, uh, uh, this is a common passage. We, we see this, we see this acted out in movies that Jesus is tempted in the wilderness for 40 days. Now we're looking at a series and I'm gonna just throw this out. Jesus has been there. No matter what you're going through, where you're at, I don't care what it is, Jesus has been there. Jesus carried all the sins of mankind on him, is that right? Yes. He carried all of the sin, it says that he even carried all of our grief and sorrows. 
So Jesus has paid the ultimate price and it would not be just for him in any way to take all that and yet, I mean, for, for him to require us to do something that he did not expect or he did not endure. Every price that you will ever have to pay, Jesus paid. And the other side is he's sympathetic. You know, we were talking in a, a small group this morning about uh, Thomas and everybody loves to call him Doubting Thomas. One moment, one mess up, all of history calls him Doubting Thomas. He's still an apostle of the Lamb. Um, you know, I don't know about you. I don't call him Doubting Thomas. I don't want to get to heaven and be dressed down by Thomas. Can I have an amen? Was you talking about me? No, I didn't say a word. Can I have an amen? That was not me. That was another Christmas. I'm not going to say Doubting Thomas anymore. He is an apostle of the Lamb. So, but you know what? Jesus restored him. And Jesus had grace to him. And I, I've always thought, now his words were kind of cutting to him, but I just can't get over Jesus. You know, Thomas said, if I can't see and touch, I won't believe. And what did Jesus do? He said, look, touch. I'm here. So Jesus knows exactly what we've been through. Now in Luke, Mark, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter four, we see here that Jesus is what? He is tempted by the devil. Everybody say temptation. temptation. Who in here has ever been tempted? Well, okay, praise God for three honest people in the kingdom of God. Who in here has ever been tempted? Say amen. amen. Who in here has ever been tempted? Give me a better amen. amen. Who's ever been tempted? Give me three amen. Amen, amen, amen. 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 I mean, temptation's always there. I mean, you know, uh, Jesus, now this was a specific thing he went through. If you want to, you can look at it that Jesus faced three types of temptations. One was a temptation of the flesh. It was food. One was a temptation of the soul, if you will, being cast down, whether or not to trust the word of God. But one of them was a temptation of pride. I will give you all this world if you just bow down and worship me. Now, I've had some people preach that Jesus was being lied to, that Satan didn't have that to offer. I disagree. I think Jesus would have known whether or not Satan had that to offer. Plus, Adam had sinned and passed over the authority of this earth to Satan, so Satan had that authority to do. And it was a temptation to Jesus because it said he was tempted by Satan for what? For those times. So that means if Jesus was tempted through this, he thought about it. I mean, he had to have thought about it for a moment. If he wasn't, he, after 40 days, hungered, he thought about turning the stone into bread. Yeah. I might can do that. Who in here knows that just because you might can do it don't mean you ought to do it. Right. Amen? Right. And I mean, you know what? I mean, I'd have thought about throwing myself down. Well, you know, the Bible says that. I mean, you know, who's ever heard people and they, you know, they let that, you know, they... Who's ever watched any documentary about snake handlers, churches that hold snakes? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out. They got a whole lot more faith than I got. Can I have an amen? <laughs> if somebody brings a snake in here, they're going to take it back out. Can I have an amen? It's like that old song. They're going to find a new back door in the back of the church somewhere because I am going to run. I'm going to. I'm going to run through a wall and leap over a troop. Remember that old song, I could run through a troop and leap over a wall? No, I'm going to do the other. I'm going to get away from that snake. But I've met people and they'll say, well, I've also met people uh, in churches and I've seen documentaries, people who will drink poison. Just drink a, 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 a quart of poison. Because the Bible says if we drink any deadly thing. Well, it says that, but why test that? 
You know, I, I mean, I believe Jesus can be with me through the fire. Amen. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But I ain't about to go jump in one. That's right. Amen. So we don't. But who in here has ever had the thought? Yeah. We've all had the thought. Well, maybe. Maybe y'all hadn't. You know, maybe. Okay. Maybe. You know. I mean, I got a pastor friend. He was out by his dock. He lives on a lake. He was doing something, turned a, a, a big a pile of something over, and a copperhead bit him on the hand. And uh, Brad's had a, always had a great healing ministry. Actually was in a wreck, and they took out his spleen. And he goes back about five years later to the doctor, and they did a scan or something, and they found a mass in his body. Freaked the doctor out. Come to find out his spleen had grown back. Uh, supernaturally, so I mean, God, God was God. So, so he got bit by a snake. He said that verse with uh, Paul came up into his mind. He said, "I was busy. I had stuff to do. I didn't have time to go to the hospital." He said, "So I just shook it off." I said, "What happened?" He goes, "Nothing." Now, who in here knows that? In that sense, instance, you just need to do what you need to believe for. And if you're not there, whatever. But Jesus was tempted to do it. Is my point. And then there was a whole other side where he was tempted again. Uh, here's my point. There's nothing wrong to be tempted. The Bible says we are all tempted. Now, I'll, th I'll throw this out. Here's something I think is very wrong about us, about people. We judge other people's temptations. And we are not called to walk out each other's salvation. The Bible says we're called to walk out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And I, I got to be, this is just me. I have never once in my life, does it make any sense to me, at all to get high or get drunk. Never been on either one. I don't understand it. It's, 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 it's chaotic enough in here. Can I have an amen? Why add a foreign substance and a chemical to just wear this out? I want to be in complete control because I know I can be nuts with complete control. Why would I want to be out of control? I don't understand that at all. And I'm not critical of anybody. But I used to be. But I love certain foods. Can I have an amen? <laughs> I had one this morning. I actually woke up this morning and said, I'm, I'm going to eat good for the next two days. Joe, an agent of Satan, <laughs> brought in two dozen donuts. And my dad always said, you know the easiest way to get rid of temptation? Just do it. It'll go right away. <laughs> then he would always go, that's not the best way. He goes, that's always the worst way. Everybody deals with temptation. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's wrong and I think it's foolish. A lot of times people who are younger will think, man, once I get gray headed, it ain't going to be no temptation. Oh no, there's more. Because my patience is shorter. Can I have an amen? And there's many times I want to throttle somebody. <laughs> Or just speak my mind, which means they're not going to get much out of the conversation either. Can I have an amen? So you know what? We all deal with temptation. Look at somebody and say, I'm tempted too. We are all tempted with anger. Uh, there's all sorts of different temptation, pornography, um, lifestyles. I mean, th th there are so many things that pull at us, that Satan works at us. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you two, two of the biggest, the biggest, I think, temptations we all deal with. Now, this one here is universal. One is pride, and two is pleasing people. And I had a man one time at a church. His name was Rick G.
we were doing a men's group and everybody's getting real honest and everybody's talking about this. And now I mean, there's a few guys, well, you know, I deal with porn. I, you know, I deal with this. I, you know, I've, I, I deal with lustful thoughts against me. You know, so after a while we're like, well, you're a man. Of course you're going to say that. That's what all men, you know, I mean, I, I, to me, that's kind of natural. And this guy here, Rick, guy, good, good, man, he's, he's high up in his company. I mean, he's like a VP. So he's not some rookie, just, you know, young guy. And he stood up and he says, you know what I deal with? He said, I'm a people pleaser. He said, sometimes I think I, I, I compromise the gospel just to make people happy. I was just totally blown away at such vulnerability and honesty. I told him, I said, brother, I said, I think everybody deals with that. I really do. Because who in here, nobody wants to be alone. Nobody wants to be the solitary voice. Nobody wants to be just the person who stands alone and says, that's wrong. I don't. I've been that person. That's a lonely person. Can I have an amen? That's why it's pretty happy in here without chemical indulgences. Amen? I guess that's why. So, so I, I want to tell you, it's okay to be tempted. You are going to be tempted in this earth. But who in here knows the problem is when we act on the temptation. Now, I'm going to give you three things. Uh, let, let me um, throw this out. Um, James chapter 1, verse 13, 15 says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt himself. He himself tempts anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Now, the devil will tempt you. But God never tempts you. Now, some people will love to preach that, how God loves to tempt people. But it just said here that he doesn't do that. You know, if God knows all things, why would he do that? He already knows which way you're going to go. And the other side is God would never lead you into evil. In fact, because Jesus said to pray, deliver me from evil. So why would Jesus lead you into evil? So it's not a sin to be tempted. Now, I'm going to tell you the two times it's the most... <laughs> common to be tempted number one's when you're weak number two's when you're strong but there's a third time that's when you think you're strong now i remember hearing a story now everybody say temptation so let's talk about temptations again real quick if, if i forget where i'm at somebody tell me theology professor and i'll remember it uh gambling can be a temptation can i have an amen now, I'm not going to ask anybody if you bought lottery tickets this week for either the Powerball or the Mega Millions. If you win, I do expect a double tithe. Can I have an amen? Okay. That's all I'm asking. That's all we're asking. A double tithe on $875 million. That's what it is. Next, I don't know what day. One of them is. Shopping. TikTok. Internet. Yeah, anything. Anything can be a temptation. I, I, I'll throw this out. Church can be a temptation if you use it to avoid things. And I've met families who do that. They don't want to go home and deal with their husband or their wife. So they just hang out at church. And again, it's not wrong to be tempted, but who in here knows you need to take care of your home and your children. Uh, NASCAR, any, anything. Let's, let's throw this out. Let's, let's give this definition. Anything that takes you away from being obedient to God is temptation. Would that be good? Yes. So, that's, so if we use that definition, that, that's, so there's a lot of things. Now, I mean, spending money, you can say, well, that doesn't have anything to do with God. But when God's called you to be a good steward, that does. 
when God's told you to be a good time. You know, I'll, I'll throw this out. Again, I, I'm not saying this to anybody who's here because you're here. Has everybody got me? This is for those who ain't here, who can't hear because they're not here, but they should hear and be here. Can we all hear and say amen? Yeah. All the people who are here say, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. So this don't apply to you, but... It's funny to me how people sometimes they'll sit and say, well, you know, I, I don't know why I don't have this or that and this, but yet they don't ever come to church. Well, I don't know why I ain't got peace. I do. You don't do anything. You're giving way to temptation. You know, it's funny, it's funny. Me and my wife, we've been married, what, 35 years? This is uh, July, April, uh, no, when did we get March? March, April, May, June, July. Almost 35 years, four months. We have never once asked each other, are we going to church tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> Not one time in 35 years, have we? Uh, the only time I can think of maybe is if we were on vacation. And there's been a few times we've gone to church on vacation. And there's been many times where we've not gone to church anywhere on vacation. But thank God for the internet, we have been on vacation and we've been to church because we've been watching church. Can I have an Amen. amen. And then, you know, or somebody else's church. But we've never had that conversation. But man, I've met people and they will, you know, we just don't know if we're going to church tomorrow. That's just part of it. Again, temptation, things that'll pull you away. Now, are you saying if I miss church on a Sunday, I'm being disobedient to God? Yes! Can I have an amen? Okay, now I'm just, that's the pastor just popping out of me. Can I have an amen? Now, I'm not saying that that's, I don't know for you, but I do know this again, you can't judge other people's, but I can say this, God judges you on you. And you have to walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And I, yeah, I do have scriptures which says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together so much more as the matter today, as so much matters you see that day approaching. We should not be doing that. We can also find tallities too many places, even in the book of Revelation, the small group's looking at, the seven churches who met regularly and yet Jesus had things against them. Well, let me ask you a question. If Jesus had things against people who were in church, what do you think he's got against people who ain't even in church? Can I have an amen? So but see, now my point is with that is, we all deal with temptation and temptation can take any form, but temptation is anything that pulls you out of, well, I'll say two things, the word of God or obedience to God. That is wrong. And you shouldn't walk that way. Now, the theology professor. I had a, a, a story of a theology professor. I heard this when I was young. But a guy, he said he was in a theology class and there's like, you know, 40, 50 kids or whatever, 35, 40. They're all wanting to be in ministry. And this theology professor was kind of a hard-nosed guy. And this was on the ethics and integrity of ministry. And one of the very first classes, he stood, he walked in there, he had everybody introduced, background, everybody, by this time, everybody kind of knows, like the first week, everybody kind of, kind of knows a little bit, each other. He said, who in here, let's just start out on a bold statement. He said, who in here right now is afraid that you will mess your ministry up with a sexual sin? Raise your hand. And out of 35, 40 people, only one guy raised his hand. The professor walked over to him and he said, son, he says, you're the only guy in this room I think who might not do it. He said, everybody else? He said, I wonder about y'all. Because the Bible says, take heed, lest you fall. So again, the three times that are bad, especially the one, is when you're weak, 
when you're strong and the worst thing is when you think you're strong. That's one of the worst times you can mess up. I'm just gonna throw this out to you too. This is a T.D. Jakes quote and I always give him credit for it because to me it's um, profound. There's only one person who can destroy your life. Witches can't, demons can't, Satan can't, you can. And the way he actually used that phrase was he said there's only one enemy that can destroy my ministry. And he says that is the enemy in me. No other one. That's profound. Now, temptation, let's look at a couple things. Uh, Number one, temptation often comes from something that's clear that ought to be avoided. Uh, The best way to resist temptation is to eliminate it. I'm gonna throw this out and pick on her. Sarah Beth made a comment the other day and I was was proud of her because I thought this was profound and wise. She made a comment. Who's ever heard of TikTok? Hold your hand. Who's ever watched TikTok? Hold your hand, keep it up. Who's ever watched TikTok long enough that TikTok plays a video telling you you have been on too long and you might need to get off? Who else has got their hand up? You got your hand up? You got your hand up? You got your hand up. I have my hand up. Can I have an amen? You got to watch it a while. I mean, it's like, it's like probably. Is it that long? Really? How do you? Okay. Let's not even be talking about this. So this is what she said the other day. She made a comment that she felt convicted about that. She said, so I just took the app off my phone. Now you can watch TikTok on your computer, but you don't hardly use a computer unless you're teaching. And then I think it's locked down from TikTok. So the only thing she could watch it on was her phone. So she eliminated that potential. Who in here knows if you got a drinking problem, you don't need to go to a bar. If you, got a, if you got a porn problem, you don't need to be watching stuff you shouldn't watch. If you got a gambling problem, you shouldn't be doing stuff either. If you got an anger problem, you should watch what you do so you don't get ticked off. Or you should put yourself in an environment that is not that volatile. You should just eliminate that temptation. In fact, there is a scripture. It says here in verse Proverbs chapter four, verse 14. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of the devil, of evil. The devil works just as good. Can I have an amen? Because who in here knows why? <laughs> I heard a preacher say one time, he said, he's an old Southern preacher. He said, if you take the D out of devil, you got evil. If you take the E out of evil, you vow. If you take the V out of vow, you ill. And if you take the I out of L, that's where you're going. Straight to L. Can I have an amen? Okay. I still love that. Uh, still works. Can I have an amen? And if you will, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 as we get ready to close. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Now this, verse, uh, this is a great verse, 13. It says here, no temptation... Test. Well, let me back up. Let me make sure. Yeah. If you read 12 first, it says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Again, don't ever be overly wise or overly proud or thinking that you're overly strong. 
Who in here has ever watched the Western or the night movie or the pirate movie or whatever movie, the G.I. Joe movie? Somewhere in the movie, this is a great plot twist. The guy feels he's safe. He sets down his guns. He sets down his sword. He sets down this and he takes a nap or he kisses the pretty woman. And what happens? He's immediately captured and tortured. Can I have an amen? You never take off those guns. You never lay down that sword. You never, 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 can I have an amen? You never kiss the pretty woman unless she's your wife. Can I have an amen? And you don't marry her until the battle's over. Can I have an amen? Why? You don't, you need to take heed lest you fall. But verse 13 says, no temptation. Now that word temptation, I always love to point this out. If you look up that Greek word, it means test or trial. So no matter what temptation, <clears throat> which we know that means to disobey God and be disobedient to God, or test or trial you're going through, you can apply this same principle. Did I just lose my mic? I'm back, okay. No matter what it is, you can apply this principle. That no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. Now, I'm gonna stop for a moment. All temptation is common. Did we just read that? And you, no temptation has overtaken you. Let me just put it this way. But that is common. It is not, I disagree with people who preach it. I do believe and I do agree there's more options in some things today than there was 100 years ago. But if I go back in time, there, still, there aren't that many options compared to some things. Right. Now, you might can watch sin a whole lot easier today. Yeah. But in, in Roman times, you could buy sin. Yes. You could just walk out into the market and buy you a man, buy you, buy you a child, do whatever you wanted to with them. Now, guys, we are not that bad. But the sin of it is common. But I think it's a huge disrespectful thing to do to, to teenagers or young people and tell them that it's harder to live for Jesus today than it used to be. Because according to this, all temptation is common. The other side is, why make that child feel that it's so hard? The Bible says in Proverbs, the way of the transgressor is hard. And Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's easy to live for Jesus once you've got a bind made up. Who in here knows it's easy to lose weight once you got a mind made up? Yes. Said a few amens from skinny people. Can I have an amen? Okay. <laughs> no temptation has come to you such as is common to man, but God is faithful amen. who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Now, a lot of people misquote that verse. and They'll say, God won't put on you more than you can bear. Right. But we've already read that God don't tempt us. It is Satan who, let, let's go back to Matthew. Who tempted Jesus in the wilderness? Satan. It is never God our problem. God is never our problem. Satan is the one who works against us. But God is tempted, but not your able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, I've never been to an escape room. You know, they got those rooms now. Has anybody ever been to an escape room? Really? 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 And you didn't invite me? Okay, whatever. Praise the Lord. I'll just move on. I mean, I'm, I'm not going I'm to be tempted to, to feel hurt in Jesus' name. Okay. I've never been to one, but I know this much. Once they lock you in, you know what you have to do? Look for the way of escape. You got to look for clues. You got to look for a way. You got to have some. And of course, they got that timer for an hour or something. And at the end of an hour, they're going to come in and kill you. 
Oh, no, they don't do that. Now, who in here knows if you knew they were going to come kill you, you'd be very motivated. I mean, they ought to do something, blow your car up or something. You know what I mean? They ought to do something to give you some more money or charge you double. If you get out in an hour, I don't know how much it is, 50 bucks? Well, how much does it cost to go through one? 100 bucks? Yes. Do you get a refund if you get out? Oh, but you ought to get something. Can I have an amen? There ought to be some pressure to it, I think. Because most of the time, you know, when it comes to sometimes in temptation, we don't have enough pressure. Temptation's enough pressure. But we ought to be looking with greater pressure of a way to get out. Because it says here with the great promises that with that temptation, you'll not be able to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So, so let me throw this out. You should never say this out of your mouth. I can't overcome this because we just read a verse where it said that God always provides a way of escape. You should never say, this is too much for me to handle. Why? Because God always provides a way of escape. Now, you may not make sense and you may not know it, but that is why in James it says, if you are troubled, pray. And I'll give you another verse. This is one I've been meditating. You know what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit? He will show you things to come. So what do we need to do? We need to be praying in other tongues. We need to be praying to him. We need to be spending time with the Holy Spirit. So he can show us things to come. <laughs> Don't you think if he's showing you things to come, he can show you ways to miss the opportunity of temptation? <laughs> I'm convinced one of the reasons why I just did not do certain things is I was just too stupid. In a good sense. Or the better word would be ignorant. I was just too ignorant. I look back, I thank God for it. I mean, I mean, I, because let's be honest, I'd have done it. Lisa's, I told you many times, Lisa says, if it wasn't for Jesus and the ministry, I would be in organized crime. And that's probably true. I mean, there is a, there is a, who in here knows everybody should know themselves. Apart from, there is, I mean, I, I have watched, there's been times we've been watching movies and I'll sit and I'll go, that would just kill him. She's like, why? I said, at least shoot his kneecaps. I said, he's going to be a problem later on in the movie, and they just need to take him out. But he hasn't done anything. I don't care. Just take him out. She'll look at me, and she'll go. Now, I am thinking in light of the movie. Can I have an amen? I'm not applying. This is what I'm going to call movie Chris. This isn't real life Chris. But I'm like, you know, but she's like, how, how, I just don't understand you. And thank God for her voice in my life. I thank God for it. But there's been some times I'm like, I have left conversations and I'm like, Whew. that person does not deserve to be on this earth. I am not gonna be the person or the means whereby they leave this earth, can I have an amen? You know, the Bible says that our hearts apart from Jesus are evil. Is that right? And that in the heart of man, there are many wicked things. That's true. But who in here knows we ain't in Christ, we ain't in ourselves by ourselves, we are in Christ. Amen. The hope of glory. Christ in me. I am dead, but I am now alive. I'm dead unto me and dead unto sin, but I'm alive unto Christ. That's why I have power to escape that. What's funny is the goodness of God has been watched in my heart so much. There's certain movies I can't watch anymore. I just can't watch them. 
There's, one of my, there's a movie I watched as a kid. I love this movie. I think it's one of the, the sweetest movies, and it's a triumphal movie. And it's, it's fictitious, but it's based off of a real woman. It's called The Life of Times of Miss Jane Pittman. It's got Cicely Tyson in it. I watched that as a kid. I love that movie. That movie blesses me. I cried during certain parts. I cried as a kid the way she was treated. She, she was a woman who was born a slave and saw the civil rights. Again, it's based off of this other woman. But there's a scene in it where they torture and kill her son. I can't watch that. I haven't been able to watch that in years. The, the, I was watching the other night and Sarah Beth went to Germany for the foreign exchange or, or a student, not foreign exchange, student, student thing where she was a student leader and she went and it was like, I guess you will, at the tour of Germany. And they went to Dachau, Auschwitz. And she got talking about the heaviness of those gas chambers, the heaviness of those concentration camps. And I'm sitting at home and I was thinking, and I was up late the other night in Judgment at Nuremberg. You ever seen that? I made you watch that. And it's a movie with Spencer Tracy and it's about the Nuremberg trials. And it was on. And they showed the videos. Oh God, I can't take it. To know that man could do something like that to somebody else. Now who in here knows what that is? That's the love of God and compassion of God because people shouldn't be treated that way. Nobody should be treated that way. Can I have an amen? amen. But see, when we give way into that temptational thought, it becomes easier to think that thought. But when we give our way into the love of God, it's easier to walk that way. Now, as I close, I'm going to tell you this. Jesus always provides you a way of escape. Now, I'm going to say this too. I know as I look around, I don't have... I think a lot of times as older people, we look at younger people thinking they all, they're the only ones who deal with temptation. Everybody deals with temptation. Because temptation is as much an attitude of heart as it is an action of flesh. Because didn't Jesus say to look on a woman with lust? That's adultery. Can I have an amen? amen? So I want to encourage you right now. There's a verse here and we close with this. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 says, For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. So if you do give in to sin, here's the thing to do. Just repent. And get back up. Yea, though I fall seven times, I shall arise. I shall still stand. I want to encourage you, no matter what you're tempted by, don't let it beat you. Well, I've been fighting it my whole life. I got a neighbor, and um, they just come out of, um, I shouldn't say neighbor, really, but anyway. I, I know somebody in the state of Georgia, let's do it that way. And they just went to a rehab. We were talking, and they made a comment, and they said, well, you know, I'm 30 days sober now. I said, well, that's good. I said, I'm proud of you. I'm glad for you. And they said, but it's a fight every day. I looked at him. I said, honey, can I tell you something? She goes, yeah. I said, it's a fight for everybody every day. I said, in this world, I said, it's, it's, it's amazing more people are not insane. I said, but that's the great thing about Jesus. And we were talking about the Lord. I said, he gives us strength. And I looked at her, I said, and I'm being honest. I said, I don't know how people make it without Jesus on this earth. I said, with the hope Jesus gives. I said, but here's the thing. I said, you just never stop getting up. I said, don't ever stop getting up. I said, because God gives us the victory. Yeah, amen. amen. But you, you know what you got to have? You got to have some godly sorrow. You got to be repentful of it. And to repent means to change or to turn. Amen. Now, as we get ready to close, here's what I want to do, and here's how I want to pray. And you, you know, you might be dealing with some big temptation. It may not be any temptation right now. But the other side is we need to take heed lest we fall. You may be in a moment of great strength. You know what you need to do? You need to pray for somebody who's not. 
because you may be there yourself one day. And let's not be critical of somebody who's gone through a temptable issue. But let's have compassion towards them. They're just people. They just messed up. I, I, you know, I do, in today's world, I feel sorry for your age and my daughter's and my kid's age. One thing I do feel sorry is there's TikTok and there's Facebook and there's Twitter and there's Instagram. Thank God there was none of that when I was young to record my childhood and my stupidity. Um, we were joking, what were we joking about? We were joking about all the stuff we did, I guess camps and different stuff and whew, thank God none of that was recorded. Thank God. Just, just being foolish. But sometimes it can be tempting to do things to make sure you're noticed. That's just as much a temptation. But if you have messed up, I want to promise you, God has grace for you and cleanses you from all unrighteousness. And the only person who needs to let it go most of the time is you. Don't let it be dragging you down. Let it go. And have grace and mercy to somebody. Can I have an amen? Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you give us a way of escape every time a temptation would come to us. So Father, we ask you to help us turn right now towards you. If there be a, any temptation that has right now. Right now, as we're about ready to pray and close, if you'd say, Pastor Chris, I'm, I'm going through an issue right now. Now, I, I don't know what it is. I don't care what it is. We're just gonna call it a temptable issue. Something that is tempting you. If that's you, hold your hand up right now. There's something, okay, anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, nothing wrong with that. Amen, we all deal with, again, it is something we all deal with and we probably all could raise our hand. Just like the theology professor, when he asked, who in here? Take heed, lest we fall. Is anybody else? Anybody else? Real quick, okay, 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 okay. Is there anybody this morning, as I look around, I find out, I think I know everybody, but online, just to make sure there is, is there anybody who'd say, Pastor Chris, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life? And if that's you online, we're gonna pray a prayer. So right now, I want everybody to pray this prayer with me for those online. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe and I accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And I believe right now He comes to live in me and I receive Him. And I thank you, Father, that I am born again. I ask you to fill me with your Spirit so that I may walk with you in power, in Jesus' name. And lastly, is there anybody who needs healing, who needs prayer for anything, okay? Now here's what I want us to do as we get ready. If um, uh, Chris and Karen and Greg, if y'all can come, we're gonna have y'all stand right over here. If you raised your hand and you want hands laid upon you, we're gonna pray. We're gonna go ahead and let everybody else go. But if you want hands laid upon you, we'll be over here with anointing oil and pray for you. But I want everybody to stand up with me right now. But if you raised your hand about temptation, I want you to pray this with me. And then we're gonna dismiss. Now there'll be some announcements on the screen about the Wednesday night and uh, the ladies meeting coming up. Um, we actually don't have one uh, at the end of the service. Uh, well, I guess we could throw that other clip up for our July 29th. Uh, pray for schools, but again, that's coming up. So there'll be some announcements up there. But right now, I want everybody to pray this with me. If you want to join hands with somebody, you can. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that my eyes can see the way of escape because you promised it's there. So I look unto you 
I will not look at any other thing and I will remove the opportunities from my life to not follow you, to not hear your voice, to not obey your word. I will follow you at all cost in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, that you have given me authority over the devil. So I submit to you, I resist him, and I thank you he flees. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. God bless you. We love you. If you're online, we'll see you next Wednesday. We'll see you this Wednesday or next Sunday, and you are dismissed. If you're up here for prayer, please stay right here. And David, if I could get me some, uh, um, just, just play that video of Molly again, if you will.